Welcome to House Comblood, where strangers are family. Every episode contains graphic content, including but not limited to copious amounts of blood, unnecessary cursing, death of all ages, be they infants or immortals, fantasy drug use, nudity, mentions of sex, and sound effects of various qualities. We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes. You have been warned. I hope you're ready. House Comblood. I'm Gray, your DM and host. We are a uh, D&D 5e homebrew campaign that deals with natural calamities that are going to destroy the world along with wars and death. I am here with my players, Mega. Ta-da. I am Mega and I play Eddie, the Eddie, Eddie, Eddie class. Uh, it's like uh, with uh, various uh, cameos by Eddie and other related uh, and similarly named individuals. Along with uh, Nita. Hello there, Nita here. I play Aaliyah Oblak, the human cleric sorcerer. Along with Recusant. Hello everybody, I'm Recusant. I play Mavet Sohafidash, the once barbarian turned monk, spore druid character beast who is now revived and has a new outlook on life. And finally, our sweet and dear Moo. Hello, I am Moo. I play Seer, who is a ever on fire genasi that is an alchemist that is, you know, seeking that burning quest or goal they have. Yes, and what is that goal? Probably to find the cure to all things. You know, it's something I'm pretty stoked for. Yeah, just give it three or four years. Um, <laughs> last time that uh, we ended up playing, a fair amount of things happened. Uh, firstly, uh, you guys dealt with the trap, the dragon wall. And after disabling the trap, it opened up a secret entrance filled with gore and visceral meat. And uh, pale, uh, yes, pale white bodies on the ground that wanted to grab your legs. As you walked down the hallway, you found an elder brain by the name of Owen, the architect, the wizard that constructed this dungeon. After speaking to him, uh, you guys arrived at a few conclusions. First of all, it seems like you're pretty buddy-buddy with this guy. Um, as you agreed to Put his brain inside of the undead corpse of a Tarrasque, along with uh, figuring out a few nifty things. First of all, he can break the curse on Aluia. It seems like uh, the main way to break this curse is to kill Aluia, and he is capable of killing Aluia and bringing her back under the condition that you guys fall through with uh, the favor. Other than that, he has told you that uh, the unicorn that you guys are seeking is in this facility as he's grabbed it for 
some experimentation, not on the unicorn itself, but using its blood on other creatures to create uh, a proper skin for the Tarrasque. Other than that, you guys learned in the bottom right corner of the map that there is a scrying pool of sorts that can scry a location both in the future, present, and past. As well as the party got together and met Gobzi, the goblin. He's a cook who made a feast that only Mavet participated in. The rest of the party split off from Mavet went to explore and eventually found themselves on nearly the bottom right side of the map going through a small uh, junction and uh, the corridors where they met four statues that came to life and now seeks to end your lives uh for this i think the only uh things I need to stress out is uh, Eddie made it known before knowing the circumstances that uh, Eddie would have uh, scouted with the rest of the party, so he will be participating with this combat. Towards Mavet, Mavet's just gonna listen to us for four hours without doing anything. <laughs> nah, I'm fucking with ya. And it's a very involved combat. <laughs> <laughs> Guess who's controlling the monsters? Because it sure as hell isn't me. <laughs> I gave control over these four creatures since they're fairly uh, simplistic to Mavet to uh, participate with this combat. And I will be uh, playing the role of uh, Peckins, who is also participating with this combat. Ooh. So if anyone dies, blame Mavet. Um, other than that, uh, towards uh, everyone here, did I forget anything with the recap? Going Oops. once, going yep. twice. Nine. Brain, brain dude, silly pool, kill, Learn. item enchantment. <laughs> Oh, there you go. Oh, that's the thing we did forget. That was not mentioned. Uh, you guys did uh, discover a pool, or not pool, a uh, room with uh, crystals that allowed you to enchant a staff with a spell up to third level. All right. Let's uh, let's get back into things. I feel like everyone's a bit rusty when it comes to combat. Let's, let's get back to this. Mom was rusty last night. Hey, y'all. Hmm. I apologize that I didn't grease her up. If anyone's having troubles uh, coming into the map, you can press F5 to uh, quickly refresh your page. I'll do that. Would you like me to tell you a terrible fire joke? <laughs> Please. A guy with flame tattoo sleeves walked into a building. Security stopped him and said, there are no firearms allowed in this building. You know, now I just have several questions now that I've actually, like, seen. Yep. Um, for, for you in particular, you can decide where you are at this moment because anything's justifiable. Mm -hmm. But yes, uh, essentially they were exploring and it didn't, uh, the encounter did not trigger until Seer got to the center of the room. So you could have been, uh, behind, leading the front, whatever you decide. Uh, I would at least imagine, I think if nothing else, like actually Eddie would have probably been here if this was the... <laughs> the line that was happening. <laughs> Good to know. All right. Everyone, roll for initiative, except Mavet. Mavet, if you want, you can start exploring the tokens to figure out what they can do. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys notice, on the top of your screen, we have a little bit of a carousel that will remind you uh, the position of uh, who who's going in what order. Um, at the moment, is not correct. Yep, everyone's here. There we go. 
Oh, that's weird. I thought I thought Carousel was a story about a man who had a uh, had a had a one night fling and <laughs> like uh, was like slowly like uh, keeping track of his daughter after his death. What the fuck? I, I I'm sorry. The reference is lost on me. <laughs> uh, Carousel is a as uh, a as a classic musical. Uh, okay, I need to brush up on my musical history. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> List of movies not to watch. Okay. Okay. Uh, we start off with uh, Peckins uh, working his way into this combat. Uh, immediately, uh, he just goes, "Ah, what? What happened? What did you do, you dumb bird?" And He's immediately going to attack the person to his left. He will do a a quick little beak attack here, rolling 11, which does not hit. And uh, as uh, he misses with his uh, beak, you see that he uh, flexes his hand and you guys see like uh, motes of light. Uh, Each of these motes look like cog wheels or uh, mechanical in a sense, as within his hand, uh, Kingdom Heart style, he forms a blade in his hand as he uh, conjures a blade quickly and attacks this creature. Da, 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 da. <laughs> he strikes a hit and does seven damage. He uh, does the strike and let me take a quick look at what he has. And for bonus action he doesn't have anything yep and that is the end of his turn go right ahead eddie is now your turn what do you do hmm it's awkward room to say yes, the least or more accurately like seer is in an awkward place in that room uh would have preferred if she had like a different initiative count but uh <laughs> we'll try to at least make things a little more difficult for Actually, I guess no matter what, that's going to happen. Sarah, why are you in the middle of the room? (laughs) I got curious. I wanted to see what was in the hallways. You know what the funny part is? Like, just before she activated this, she's like, you know, I I know I've been activating a lot of traps lately and just getting things going. I'm sorry, guys, but I really want to explore it. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right, here's here's the compromise I'm going to do here. Uh, Eddie, as a bonus action, is going to like uh, pick up, like, uh, well, not pick up, but um, I guess it would be picked up, even though it's hanging around his neck. Uh, like, uh, or hold up, hold up his uh, his vape pen, kind of like blow in, uh, like a suck and blow, and uh, a a small protective fog starts to like uh, collect around um, around Seer as she has give, been given the benefits of sanctuary. Ooh. Okay, that is good to know. And then Eddie is going to, for his regular action, I guess it really doesn't matter which one. Yeah, well, at least make them work for it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, going to like uh, to Eddie blast uh, this one here. Okay, a thirteen is not enough to hit it. I wouldn't expect it to. Yeah, but I will give you this, uh, just because. Uh, with, with uh, Peckin's role and all that, it, it does seem like uh, these uh, creatures, they, they're wearing a, a plate sort of armor. So uh, it, it seems like uh, a lot of blows will deflect off of these creatures. Not to say that they have resistance or anything. And neither will 12. Right, then that will have to be 
that's uh, it for Eddie's turn as that's action, bonus action, and like uh, he has no reason to move anywhere or move anything. I have awakened Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have a lot of fun with this, I can tell. So, as I come crashing down with my great sword, we are heading for a critical strike. Whoa! <laughs> Seven. 17 damage on poor old Peckins. Animate this for me while I'm doing damage. So, as the beak hit and rattled the chest plate of the statue knight, he slowly raises his great sword in one hand in a robotic fashion and slams it down on top of Peckins's right shoulder, gashing it. Okay. It can make a second melee attack. Uh, is he going to strike again? And uh, as... As Peckins does uh, receive that slash across the chest, uh, you just hear him squawk, Fuck! That hurt, you dumb bird! Pulling it back off of Peckins' chest, the statue readies one more attack. And who is he targeting? He will be targeting the stupid bird again. Okay, let's see it. Another fuck! Oh my goodness! Bye, Peckins. I'm sorry. You guys might lose your companion. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm not going for our players right now. Holy shit. I actually rather you prefer attacking a player. Oh, crap. Oh, we don't God. know the NPC. Damage. Uh, I'm just going to double check his uh, sheet here quickly. For 14 slashing damage. You got reactions. Huh? Yeah. Uh. For the record, I don't know why Peckin stayed in the middle of the room. I don't know either. I thought he was gonna just like be ba- laying back, but I guess he's a fighter. No, uh, he's a little trapped at the moment. Uh, everything's a little congested, uh, congested here. Um, is he a smaller size than most of us? No, he's medium. Um, I have vastly overestimated how big this bird is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, no, he doesn't have silvery barbs or anything like that to uh, deal with uh, critical hits. So yeah, uh, he is he's hurting bad. Um, he is almost bloodied. Um, towards uh, Mavet, uh, same thing applies to you. You can uh, end the turn. How high are these ceilings again? You said it's on the far right. Uh, ten, ten, yeah, about ten feet uh, tall. And uh, what were you saying, buddy? So would it be after? where the reaction would be, because I don't see any more bars for intern. Yep. Uh, towards uh, yours, uh, it'll be after reaction, yes. It'll say intern pass. Okay, I don't see that. Okay, that might be some only I can see. Good to know. <laughs> Your turn again, Mavet. You know which one it is? It's the one to the south. What oh, does that no. one do? <laughs> I need to feel sanctuary now. Yeah, um... Just as a reminder, uh, Seer is under the effects of uh, Sanctuary. Uh, Eddie, you mind giving us a quick crash course on Sanctuary? So anytime that you have to make an attack against Seer specifically, uh, you'll need to make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw. And if you fail the save, you do have to pick a new target. Okay. So I will be attacking Seer. And this is for each attack you try to make against her. (laughs) And she will be the closest one. Okay. Can't tell if it's targeting her, even though I'm clicking it. Um, she doesn't look targeted yet. Watch him roll another natural 20. I mean, I prefer he rolled the natural 20 on the save rather than the attack. Uh, 
describe what's going to happen. I do the attack roll. Just like the other stone statue knight in the same fashion, raising up his right arm with his great sword, he goes to attempt to slash down, aiming at Seer's neck shoulder area. Before you make the yeah, before you make the attack roll here, uh, make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Yep, uh, cannot attack. And thinking better of it, he will use his. I never had to do this, so we gotta ask Mega. What is the order of operations for switching weapons? It, it should be a free, uh, free. It's a free action to drop your weapon and an item interaction to uh, grab a new weapon. Mm-hmm. And you only get one object interaction per turn. Yep. Yes. So he will instead drop his great sword and pull out. We see it thunk to the ground. A stony, heavy crossbow. Yep. <laughs> and uh, keep in mind, uh, any kind of ranged attacks you make with that will be at disadvantage since Seer is right beside you. Mm-hmm. And he will be going for the next closest target. Mm. Uh, you hang on. You cannot do that. Okay, good. Well, it, it's merely because the multi-attack specifies two melee attacks. You made one melee attack, and you're switching to your crossbow. You cannot make another attack yet, but you can have this ready. And as we end the turn on this statue knight, he's, you see his crossbow aimed at Peckins. <laughs> the fucking bird. <laughs> yeah, your friend's getting beat up here. Oh, shit. Did we just skip... Uh... Lee's turn here? Yeah, we did. No, Hang that on. was the Statue Knight's turn. No, uh, we skipped uh, Aluya's turn here. Hang on. What? Bring this back. There we go. Aluya, it's your turn. Peckins is being bullied. Leave my best friend alone, you assholes. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the air around Aluya is starting to charge up. Uh, you're going to start to see all these sparks fly around her. Uh, it's all gonna come down to the bottom of her foot, and she's gonna stop and uh, shoot out a lightning bolt at these two guys. Boop. Okay. Boop. Okay. Uh, dexterity saving throw, I presume? Yes. All right. Um, uh, my bet, while well, she's uh, getting that spell ready, make two saving throws for uh, the statues. Uh, dexterity. And uh, what's the DC? 17. Dexterity. 17. See if they get 17. Oh, 16, I'm uh, sorry. 16. 16, never mind. Yep. Uh, start doing the damage. Wow. Yep. 18 for one. The top one survived with an 18. Yep. I assumed you were doing top bottom. Oh, damn. And 17 for the second. Two successes. Two very lucky rolls. All right. 27 damage. Half. Does someone give me the quick math for that? Yeah. Uh, th- 13? Half 27, you said? Yeah. 13, right? 13. Yep. Rounded down. Uh- and this guy here, and this guy here, takes three lightning damage. Three additional? Yep. This guy, and the one next yeah, to Eddie. Yeah, the, oh, the one next to Eddie. Okay, so the one directly south of you, and the one east of you. Three lightning damage, gotcha. Uh, tell me about that nifty buildy that just happened. Uh, that was the one I accidentally flopped up. It's the heart of the storm. Okay, that's cool. Alright, alright. Um, anything else on your turn? Um, how bad is Peckins looking? He's getting close to bloody. Okay, 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 we'll hold off. You got this, buddy, hang on. Just do you. Great. 
Repeat after me. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> that will end my turn. <laughs> All right. It is now the statue's turn. What are they going to do, Mavet? This is the one in the bottom right corner, directly to the south of all this combat. <clears throat> Noticing the weakness of the bird, the Jesus. statue <laughs> is thinking... Mavet, I would like to point out just for a moment that of all the characters that have like acted <laughs> since the combat started, the one who put out the lightning did the most damage. I can't get to her with them, but you'll see what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I'm going to roll with it. You know what? This is a cool feeling for me. This feels like I have no control over these creatures as it should be with these statues. Seeing as Seer was the one who activated them, right? Yes, that is correct. So they will make the... they will. This stone knight will attempt to attack Seer first. Wisdom saving throw. Yep. Yeah, like, excellent tactic on Eddie's part. Like, it's been a while since I've seen Sanctuary in action, and this is an excellent use for it. Uh, it would have target packins. Yep, and he is going to target packins for sure. Yep, make that attack roll. No! Oh my Whoa! No! god! What's happening? No, okay, okay. Natural 20. Those are three natural 20s? Th there's no way. Let me... I want no. to see if this no is rolling. just automatically... Don't roll. Don't don't test. No rolling. If this happens again, it fucking happens again. But we're not wasting any rolls. Do the fucking damage, buddy. <laughs> no, I will gladly waste them. What the hell? What is... <gasps> what Fuck is... Peckins... Oh, no. The 22. I am so glad my turn's yeah, so coming Yeah, I'm gonna, up. like, reiterate my thing. This bird, which can fly, and there's a ceiling that's five feet... That's ten feet high... Kind of hundred percent just flown over. Sure. Yeah. Um He's been flying around this whole thing. Shut up. Sure. Um <laughs> shut <laughs> I've never heard you say that. Shut up. Uh, like you're about to takes... it sounds like you're about to say, like, oh, he hasn't actually been flying this whole time. There's just motherfuck. <laughs> he has not shown the capability of flight yet. Um with this uh, statue knight, uh, describe it for me. This is another crit for you. Again, in a very robotic, slow fashion, the stone knight begins to raise up his great sword. And, and again, like a robotic fashion, slices in the same place that the first stone knight struck. Fucking hell. Uh, I need to reiterate for the party, uh, NPCs do not make death saving throws. That's why I'm annoyed. When he reaches zero, he's fucking dead. <laughs> I'm the healer. That's what makes me sad. I can fix him. But the problem is, it's my, not my turn yet. What? What's next? Uh, you have one more attack, buddy. Who are you attacking? As, and as he reels back up his great sword, he will be going in for another attack against Pickens. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Oh, thank God. Nine is not a hit. Um, then he is saved. For, for now. now. Okay. Fuck. Uh, it's here. It's your turn. Peckins is getting his ass whooped. Well, I do have a solution. But Peckins cannot resist me. He just cannot resist. Because if he does, he will die. Uh, his 
his like uh, wing is over his uh, wound, just blood soaking the feathers. Taking deep breaths, he looks at you and says, "What? You think you're fucking clever just because you're a dumb bird?" <sighs> and then Sierra will just look back to them, being like, "Just don't resist." As I will cast Vortex Warp onto them. Okay. He fails. He chooses to fail. And I send him right behind Eddie. Ooh. Excellent use. So uh, animate the spell for me. Well, here's what I think would happen. Seer basically pulls up this strange vial. And then it basically they smack Peckins with it. Which makes Peckins... The vial doesn't break. Instead, the vial just goes... Turns blue as Peckins is in the vial, and they just chuck it over to Eddie's head, and the vial breaks behind Eddie, where Peckins just appears on the floor. Oh my god, he does, and he's just like coughing up blood from his beak. And what I will do is that I will move up, taking one attack of opportunity. Possibly three. No, just one. I'm going into the combat. It's just because there is one. Oh, two. Oh, yeah, no, 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 I see. I see what you mean. Sorry, I forgot range was a thing. I was just looking at the three enemies here around. Oh, wait. <laughs> she won't he... take one because he has a crossbow out. Oh, correct. But for the time being, I approach here. I cast a spell. I really don't have any bonus cantrips. So ultimately, I'm going to have to just kind of stand there as a meat shield. So end of my turn. Let's see if I can end it now. Here we go. <laughs> Then uh, the next turn is uh, good old uh, Mavet to uh, the east of Echo Knight Eddie. What does that one do? So this statue knight is upset at Nita, but knowing someone is in the way, he is going to make an attack against Smoky Eddie. Okay. Oh my God! You high fucking roller. To hit. Okay. I believe uh, that that's way above. Uh, Echo Knight Eddie's uh, AC, and I believe uh, he only has one HP. And then with that, he is going to step into Smoky Eddie's remains. Sounds good. No need to delete Echo Knight Eddie. We know where his last location was. And he is going to use his second attack to make a great sword attack against Aluya. Against Aluya, okay. I- I'm following a rule pattern for making these attacks. Okay. I'm liking it. I, I, I like being <laughs> like being in the dark for this. This is fun. <laughs> God, you're either rolling low or rolling really high. And then that will end the Statue Knight's turn. Okay. It is uh, Peckin's turn here. Uh, Peckin's uh, seeing everything that is going down at the moment. Uh, he is going to... Uh, God fucking damn it. <laughs> Yep, uh, looking down at this in hindsight, I, I had a pretty bad selection in uh, uh, spells for him. Um, yeah, I think uh, what he uh, would do in this moment... Um, who can he see? God fucking damn it. I I, I uh, apologize. Uh, a lot of his uh, spells are, uh, are uh, utility. And we're facing constructs at the moment, so that's a little bit of a difficult thing here i'm thinking what he would do in this moment honestly he might want to put a little extra space if he doesn't want to get crossbowed <laughs> yeah that might be a good one 
Yeah, I think he might make a tactical retreat for this one. Uh, I think you guys uh, see him become invisible at this moment, and he uh, takes a couple uh, steps away, and that will be the end of his turn. He took a couple, took a couple heavy blows at the moment. He's scared. Uh, Eddie, it is now your turn. All right. So first thing Eddie is going to do is uh, uh, he's actually going to. Uh... Yeah, he'll step away, so I guess that'll proc an opportunity attack. If you want, take it, buddy. Uh, 18, Jesus. Does it 18 hit? It is. You said your AC's 15. No, I'm No. <laughs> no, that, that was just me guessing. <laughs> so no, my AC is 18, but like I said, I'm going to be using reaction shield. I just need to make sure it was 18, actually 18. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad. I don't feel as bad not knowing your AC. <laughs> uh, Yeah. So that'd be a 23 constant. I'll keep that in mind. But uh, yeah, uh, flavor this up, both of you. Well, I think as the strike just comes, just like uh, like uh, Eddie's just going to like blow smoke in their face, and like uh, not only like does it like make them do a coughing fit, but like their it's like uh, their eyes get all watery and it's like hard to see and just like misses. <laughs> you know, it's it's like a kiss, but not. <laughs> Uh, then what he's going to actually do, uh... Manifest Eddie? No. Okay. Uh, I am hoping that Aluya has the spell slot to do this, but, uh, Eddie is going to, uh, cast down... Actually, I feel like a, a statue is missing. Oh, no, 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 never mind. I forgot the, I forgot the, the visuals make things awkward, making certain tokens disappear. Yeah, but um, you can definitely see the one left of Seer. I, I, I 100%. You can see into that square. Right, then, uh, yeah, then Eddie is going to, like, uh, like once again, just, like, uh, like pull out his, like, uh, his vape pen, like, uh, you know, like, give it a, uh, a few puffs, and he's going to, like, uh, like, the smoke is going to exude from his mouth, and as it does so, it's going to cover the area in what you would originally think would be like some sort of fog but it actually seems to like almost create a sort of like semi-solid semi-smoky uh tendrils like all over the place as he is going to cast web Ooh, okay and the reason why i say the one thing that i do is that uh i have no way to well i ideally it's better if i make it so that it covers as much of the room as I can. So it is going to include Aluya and Seer in the area. But I know that both of those two have a solution to get people out of it, so... Hmm? Uh, is it just fair to assume that it will cover the entire room? I believe it's a 20 by 20, right? Yeah, it's a 20-foot square. Uh, so, like, I, I, I'm include The only the only place it isn't going to cover um, is that uh, it's, like, the last line toward the back door there. Yeah, um, no need to include a uh, uh, template with it. It's fairly easy to uh, remember that there's a web here. Unless you're doing something specific where it's not just going to cover the entire room. And I think as a bonus action, uh, partially to just like uh, get this out of the way, uh, Smokey Eddie is going to reappear and they are going to float over to i'm gonna put them actually i'll just put them i'll just put them there nice yeah animate this all up for me yeah, so it's like a, just as the uh 
as he blows out the like the smoke begins to fill the room and rather than a, uh, something like a fog cloud like normal it's like a the the smoke begins to like uh, solidify and like you know like, create more just like a smoky tendrils that start connecting multiple parts of the area in the room together uh it's like uh, until like essentially a web made entirely of smoke has entered the entire area and then appearing within that same area uh returns a smoky eddie who is completely unaffected by the the area placed down <laughs> all right i hope you two can still get out of that <laughs> <laughs> um i assume that's all of your actions by the sounds of it it sounds like you uh, yeah everything. that's action bonus action and even my reaction so damn <laughs> fucking heavy all right my vet uh statue to uh the uh, west of Seer, south of Aluia. Tell me what's happening here. We see this uh, crumbling well, first they're making statue. a dexterity saving throw. There you go. Dex save first. Oh my god, of course. <laughs> yeah, I assume a 19 beats your DC. That sounds about right. Uh, I can't help it if they roll a 19 on the die, so... <laughs> yep. So as the statue knight suffered some shock damage, he is going to slowly rotate... To his left, facing away from where Seer is currently, and ready an attack against Aluya. Not the ready action, you're just going yeah, to attack her. Yep, got you. Alright, target her, and let's see the attacks. Or A22 to hit. Yeah, does that meet your AC? Any bullshit you have in mind? Uh, if by bullshit you mean shield, sure. Yeah, there we go. Yes. Uh, shield is my hallmark bullshit spell. Um, what is your current AC with shield on, just uh, for reference? 23. 23, noted. All right, what is what is the statue going to do next, Mavet? So, as he begins to swipe at Aluya, do you want to explain how it's deflected or avoided? Uh, yeah, as soon as the, uh, the greatsword comes down, it kind of just gets stuck. You kind of hear that ping! of uh this force field around her that is like this light salmon color just encasing her entire body there you go so as it pings off of this force field his arm up in the top position is going to attempt to come crashing down on aluya again making another attack nope or another ping all right and that will end turn and yep, you know how to end it now. It is now the next creature's turn uh, directly towards the south of the last creature you controlled in this small rectangular room. And it also gets to make the deck save. Yep, dexterity save. Uh, what's the DC just reference? Uh, DC 15. Got you. DC 15. Damn, of course, right <laughs> on the fucking dot. What the hell, 15? <laughs> oh my god. He has to fail these eventually. Eventually. So, again, feeling the sparks still tingling throughout his body, he will rotate more towards Aluya, raising his heavy stone crossbow to make an attack. Uh, keep in mind, uh, she will be getting a uh, half cover, and I believe that's plus two to uh, dexterity and uh, AC. Is that correct? We. Oui. Yep. So she'll have a 25. 25 to hit. I'm assuming these aren't the smartest. But I'm following a rule. It is perfectly fine. These are constructs. Oh, it almost hit a 20. Yeah, 
Uh, you only get one attack with the crossbow, so that would be the end of his turn. Yep. So uh, animate this up for me, my vet, as uh, we move on to Luya. So as the stone statue raised his heavy stone crossbow to fire a stone bolt at Luya, it gets stuck in the stone behind her as it misses. Yeah. Well, Beans, Luya, it is now your turn. What do you do? Um, There's a lot of hard men around you. Well, first, she also has to make a dexterity saving throw. There you go. Um, I'll do it. If I fail, I'll use my ring to succeed. Okay. I'm sure you have great dexterity. Yeah, a 12 <laughs> would be a failure. Okay, so, so remind me about this ring. What, what my, does it do? My ring of evasion. Okay. Um, doesn't ring of inva- uh, evasion... Yeah, hang on. It has three charges and allows her to spend a charge to automatically succeed on a dexterity save. Okay, no. it was an yeah automatic exception. I thought the ring of evasion uh, 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 worked like a thieves evasion. No, that'd be incorrect. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, you succeed. What do you do? Oh, and uh, by the way, I believe uh, that was reaction use, right? Yep, reaction. So keep that in mind. Uh, you can't use shield when uh, you get hit again. Okay. Yep. Um. If I thunderstep with Seer, trying to figure out how far am I going? How far? Well, do you require sight? Yeah. I not, not that far. Uh, within your vision, you'd only see to uh, the north of uh, the statue knight right in front of the door. It'd be the square above. Uh, to the uh, corridor to your left, you'd only see uh, that first five foot square and anywhere inside the room you're in a pretty bad spot here it still gives me they're gonna be funneled in so well she can she can temporarily occupy seer's space before she casts the spell you know correct but the problem is it depends on the dm's ruling since there's two baddies can they go across i've, I've seen dms kind of make an argument of like if you're pinned in one spot you can't exactly jump between the two it it depend it depends on the writing of the spell. Let me see it. Well, no, it's about it's about movement. Uh, but the, the oh, fact is oh, that that's you know, what like, you're talking is... about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. No, uh, what Mega is saying is totally correct. I thought you guys were talking about feature within the spell. If it's temporary, uh, temporarily occupying an ally space, yes, it can work. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, I'm sorry, Aluya, you are not big enough to fully encompass a five foot square. Um. So yes, uh, if you want to move to uh, to the southeast onto Luya Square, or not Luya, uh, Seer Square, it is totally feasible. Okay. Uh, Seer, um, just a heads up, I could get us out of here, sort of. Uh, oh, good. But going to get loud. I'm sorry? It will get <laughs> loud. Yeah, like really loud. Uh... PTSD flashbacks. <laughs> thousand mile stare think happy thoughts <laughs> maybe cover your ears uh, you have cotton that might help as and, far as uh, I'm aware I'm kind of busy not being murdered as well as you are true uh, uh, so I'll do that I'll step into her square um, I will thunder step us as, oh wait it'll take us further now beep up beep doop Oh, so I can go far, 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 far. Mavet, uh, look into your DMs. Okay, so you're going all the way down? Like, far, far away? Yeah, like... Okay, yeah, all the way north, got you. But not to the 
these pools, okay? And I was also a little selfish because uh, all of the statues get to, all of them, get to make that saving throw. Yeah. Um, I don't want to go too far from Eddie, so I think just enough. Ping, just move, move your token where you want to go. Like here? Not to go into the thing, but not too far from Eddie and Beggins. Yeah, just just move your token. Go right ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Mega. What did you say? Uh, you didn't cut out or anything. I was just uh, distracted by something. Oh, I was just <laughs> I was just indicating okay. that uh, that all of the statues get to make the uh, the saving throw as a result of Thunderstep. Yep, 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 yep. Roger Dodger. Yeah. So uh, Thunderstep. Uh, what was it again? It was uh, Constitution. All right. Make me uh, four Constitution saving throws, Mavet. Okay. Which one was that for? Most damaged one. So south of where she was. And now I'm going to do the other one right next to her where yep, she was. Got you. Uh, can you roll that damage so we can uh, do this as we go along? Uh, was the saver suck? Yeah. Nope. It's half damage. Got it. Got it. Okay. 13. Okay. 18 full damage. That one's nearly dead. So that was for the, for the south one. Rolled 11. For the south one. Okay. South one, 18. Okay, doing some oh, shit ton of damage right now. Jesus. And of course they're rolling poor on the ones that they actually have modifiers for. Um, yeah. <laughs> north or uh, east for this one? Oh, that was east. They all failed. Yeah, okay. They all failed? Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, the battle's looking a lot better now. <laughs> After Thunderstep, maybe it's just a good tactic to repeat Thunderstep or fire, uh, fireball the fuck out of him. Um, anything else on your turn, Aluya? Uh, flavored the stuff for me. You did something extremely impactful. Um, so, thinking of Peckins and the situation that we're in, especially Seer, um, she'll kind of have like that panicky moment, like, oh, what do I do? Oh, shit. Uh, all right, so we'll do this. We'll try. And then she'll just move herself and again like the charge starts to go in around her um as she holds on to seer who i hope is covering her um since you gave them a heads up when you grab them well actually where'd you grab them because basically by before you do it seer would probably cover their ears i imagine like oh i thought you're gonna do a scruff of the neck like cat (laughs) no Uh, just on the shoulders uh, the, the charge shoots up around us and instead of going out it implodes into this small dot and it shoots off into the direction that we went. Oh nice, so directly north back into the cavern. Luya, when, once you reappear, all you hear is meow, meow, as the cat goes fucking wild around you. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you still have a cat on you. Uh, that ends my turn. Okay, end your turn, and we'll move to uh, the next statue. This is to the east of the room. And I'll make my dexterity saving throw. Good job. I and succeed. An un- unfucking believable with these rolls. <laughs> I mean, for being made of stone, they're kind of like glass cannons. So I need to stress to the audience, the dexterity saves, they have no fucking modifiers. It is just completely flat. That's it. Not- nothing crazy. They've just been rolling high for their dexterity saves. We could just say your secret weapon is really Mavet, or in this case, you know, Cupcake being destroyer. Hey, Mavet, you want to control boss battle for me? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do a TPK finally. (laughs) It it wouldn't feel the same if you don't get it. Yeah, I know. Okay. They uh, succeeded their dexterity save. What is the plan? 
noticing that Seer and Aluya vanished, breaking free from the smoky tendrils of webbing, this statue will go start to move back to its resting place where it was first activated, and he will go back to where he originally started and awakened and go back into a resting stature and end his turn. Sounds good. Next is uh, Seer's turn here. I mean, big thing that's wrong with Seer right now is like, even when they cover their ears, they're still rattled. Like, I think a little you would notice is like, they're very much like shaken by the sound of thunder itself and just feeling it. But they're not stunned like the other times. They're very much able to react more and they kind of are like watching. Are these animated armors just walking back to their spots? Uh, you've seen the first one do it. I'm going to look to Eddie and mean like, let's back up and see if they follow. If they don't, that means we got out. That might be a good thing. That means then we know how to act. I mean, hey, like, couldn't we just, like, destroy the statues while they're inert? Correct. That's what I was thinking. But that's what I was going to say is we wait for a bit. Plus, I need to fix the dumb bird. Well, don't call him dumb bird. It's, his name is Beckins. I'm aware. I'm just teasing because I'm surprised he's still alive. You hear him mimicking crying. Where is he right now? He is invisible, but directly north of Eddie. I walk over, feeling around. <laughs> yeah. Till I like touch him. You do. I don't need to see him to just be like, give him a nice, gentle pat. I don't ever cast a spell, but cure wounds. You know, you really are the good one. Yeah, yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> okay. Anything else on your turn? Uh, let me first do this. So let's first little spell slot. Cool. Hopefully, it's gonna roll. Yeah. Cool beans. And this is also a plus five. Yes, ma'am. Are you sure? Plus five looks like it was already incorporated. Unless oh, there's another feature. Oh, that's just for my spell modifier. Okay. Got you. Got the, you. What I meant 17. by two is that it's also another plus five because I'm an alchemist. That's pretty. That's awesome. I like so that. So seventeen healing. Repeat after me. Thank you. Well, might as well make sure that you're up. I don't want you to fall down. My job is to keep people healthy, not dying. Okay. All right. Anything else on your turn? Are you going to start moving away from this situation, or are you going back into the combat? I'm going to stay back, because very much if they're moving back, it's better to wait till they're all reset for us to do our next thing. And then Eddie... And Aluya can just plan with me on like what we do next. If either we proceed forward or we go back, because we're we're gonna fill Eddie in on a lot of the things. Or if he was with the group the whole time, that means he already knows a lot of the things we found. Okay. Um end your turn then. No. Okay, fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. Alright, uh what does the next one do? My vet. This is uh, the like one to the north. Anything, yep. <laughs> this one is to the north. Uh this statue is to the north, right besides uh, the door leading to the stairwell. Natural one, finally. It's now restrained. Right, Candy making a action to like try to cut it. What do you say? Like, you mean like try to like escape the web, or? Yeah, I, don't you? If you have a, if you fail your reaction, you can use an action to do it. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, fire is another uh, way of escaping the web. So I will use my action to try to break free from the web what would that be that'll be a strength check for a 17 
Alright, and do I have any movement? That just took your action. I just need movement. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's as Grace said, that was your action to, like, a break, so... Yeah. Okay, so I can't move. Okay. No, well, you can no, move. You yeah, we okay. just said your I, I action. Just yeah. yeah, don't worry. Then I will uh, move one step north. Okay. And then that will end my turn. Okay, it is uh, Peckin's turn. And, uh, Aluya, you feel someone going besides you and going somewhere. And that is... Hello? Hello? You, hello? You, you feel someone hugging you. I know. I was, she was like, hello? <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> you feel a phantasmal embrace. Uh, Eddie, it is your turn. What do you do? So, like, then uh, we're going to now target uh, the statue just yep. that just moved up with a pair of Eddie blasts. Okay. Awesome possum. So that will deal... Ooh, that looks nice. All right, 10 force. Oh, yeah, then the bludgeoning damage as 10 well. force, 4 bludgeoning, and it gets to move back 10 feet. Well, I'm not actually going to move forward, but since I don't have visibility permissions for Smoky Eddie... I'm just going to have, like, uh, now Smokey Eddie take uh, this position here. Mm. Actually, no, it's better to be a dick and move him here. <laughs> I appreciate dick moves. And to be even more of a dick move, uh, Eddie is now going to fall prone and end his turn like that. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, it is now the uh, Statue Knight's turn. This one is to... Uh, the southwest of the room. What does uh, dexterity save? Um, what does this one do after a dexterity save? And finally, getting the low rules, it is restrained with a four. Uses action to attempt to break free. All right, make me strength. Uh, DC fifteen. Okay, awesome. Nineteen. Nineteen. So he, no action. Yep. Right. He will attempt to move closer to the stairs. He goes back to his original position, but his eyes are set on the stairs, and he will that, end his hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is that the correct one? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was looking at the wrong one. This one would have been uh, the one to uh, the northwest of the room. All right, and that one's turn, and move on to the next one with a dexterity save. But 19. Fucking hell, I'm tempted to start, like, jotting down your fucking rolls. Fucking hell. <laughs> What does this one do? This is uh, the one to uh, the south, uh, the southwest with the crossbow. Incidentally, for the probability of like uh, his current like a uh, set so far on these rolls uh, is uh, or at least the specific like the fact that he did like three in a row had about like a two percent chance of happening. Jesus! <laughs> Holy fuck! <laughs> Until right, his first failure. <laughs> What does this one do? My so, bad. looking, uh, scanning his environment, he realizes he's already in the same spot of where he originated. So he does a quick pan around the area, drops his crossbow, picks up his sword, and goes into a resting position. And we're going to remember for that one that he did drop his uh, heavy crossbow. All right. It is now Aluya's turn. Aluya, do you do anything crazy or significant? It sounds like everyone's just trying to uh, uh, get the fuck out of this situation. Right. Uh, I could be wrong. I, I could be wrong, but that's the general vibes I've been uh, getting with these tactics. Oh, I'm just having fun right now. 
<laughs> you guys can run, but... Uh, so, uh, are we going to go back to my vet now? That was not fun. I don't know what you're talking about. This is great. Uh, if you say so. Uh, she'll kind of look around and make sure no one's behind her or around us. And uh, that will end her turn. Hmm. Okay. It is now uh, the one that is currently resting. Does he do anything or skip his turn? I gotta flip a coin on this because this is part of my rules I was following, but I didn't think I would. Yeah, be in this kind no, of situation. No, I'm gonna say he went. In, I'm gonna say he went into his resting position, so he's inanimate now. Yeah, ends his turn. All right, Sierra, is your turn. Uh, what do you do? Are we still engaged with this inanimate thing? Because it seems like it did keep chasing down, right? Uh, one of them appears to be doing it. Uh, three out of the. F- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Mavit. It sounds like three of the four are currently resting. No, two of the four are um, currently resting. The south- southern ones. Sears gonna back up Eddie because the key thing is like even though Eddie heard what I said, if they're still pursuing, they're still pursuing. You know. Mm. So I think Sear will stand back um, behind Eddie. I'm just trying to think how I want to hurt this thing. <laughs> How am I going to hurt you? I think if I'm going to hurt an Also, if you have any op- ranged options, uh, I'll remind you that Eddie did fall prone on his turn. Well, as I was saying, I do have range options. And the thing is, like, I can defend Eddie if I needed to because I have a way to escape. But I'm trying to think of, like... Well, uh, towards uh, uh, Echo Knight Eddie, um, is he... it? Because I always forget how we uh, really go with this is uh is echo knight eddie providing like a half cover to uh the statue knight that's an up to you kind of thing i i'm gonna say with the strange circumstances and since we've used echo knight eddie as a shield towards seer that he is providing cover uh half cover specifically to the knight on uh the top of the stairs just because this is an incline as well is What's really adding to this decision? I have an important question for Eddie before we move on. Is he laying on his tummy or on his back being prone? Uh, what the fuck? Why is it I, I just need this visual. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's on his belly. I mean, if it, if we were in the water, it would be different, but... <laughs> Look, Mavet, stop asking silly questions. Obviously, in the water, I'd be on my back. <laughs> Oh, okay, what the fuck's you're doing? Sorry. You see, the thing is, I have no problem doing two things. I can either block the hallway with a flaming sphere, but that means Eddie's gonna run the hell out of there, or I just stand in front of Eddie and take an offensive position where if things approach me, I could fight back, but I block the corridor and we just kind of like play the game of shooting them down slowly because I could take a few hits. But I also can just be a, a meat shield. Okay. You should still have Sanctuary activated, too. That's what I'm saying. So the idea is if I go in front and I just do dodge, Eddie will never be touched. So I'm going to say to Eddie, do you want me to be in front? They can't touch me while I keep you safe and you can just keep pelting them if they keep pursuing us. Well, like, it seemed like a couple of them are going, I guess, back to where they came from. So, like, I'm not going to be like too worried if only like a couple of them are following sorry to uh, interrupt here but i'm just gonna make the players aware if you guys reach a point where there is no active enemies we're 
basically uh, basically going to hand wave the rest of the combat to, uh, towards your victory. Because uh, as much as I would love to see like uh, uh, the Benny Hills music in the background and you know the corridor of doors and chasing and a bunch of bullshit, it, if they're no longer an active threat, we're going to progress forward. Well, I'm like essentially great. If they don't, if they don't keep following us after they've all gone back to their positions, we're just gonna focus fire the statues and kill yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the same mentality I have, and I'm just making everyone aware that I'm gonna expedite things at that point. Then here's what I'm gonna do to help expedite that for you. Then Gray, please. I'm gonna go with Plan <laughs> A, where I actual stand in front of Eddie, and I, for the whole time being, will do the dodge action with Sanctuary on me, so that if these things try to attack Eddie, they can't get through me. So even though they have to choose a new target, and since they can't reach their target, unless Eddie moves Eddie to their a different spot, they will never be able to go through the hallway, and we'll just slowly kill them in the room. Mm. Uh, same thing applies to you, Mavet. If you decide to take out a uh, crossbow, there are a bunch of enemies in between, you know... Echo Knight Eddie, Seer, in between uh, actual uh, Eddie, who would also provide you disadvantage, if memory serves me right, since he's uh, prone, along with a, uh, yep, along with, uh, I'm gonna say just because he's prone, you're also gonna get full cover, and don't get me wrong, if you're standing, I would roll half cover with this specific scenario, incline in the steps, two allies in the way, you have full cover and you have that uh, 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 disadvantage, or and enemies have disadvantage on their range attacks against you. God damn. Oh, sorry, Seer. What the fuck were you doing? I keep getting sidetracked here. <laughs> uh, yeah, dodge action. Okay, I follow. Okay, what is this one doing? Uh, this is uh, the main active one that is directly south of this conga line of fucketry. Making well, a deck makes saving a deck throw. Safe. Yep, there we go. Yep, nine. As a failure. And he will use his action. At still a failure. He's restrained. And he will end his turn. Yep. Uh, I'm going to sign the condition, then end uh, Peckin's turn, because he's not attributing anything uh, massive right now. It's Eddie's turn. You're prone. What's happening here? All right, so if you want to hear something hilarious. Uh... No. No. I don't want to hear anything hilarious. I had I enough good today. I would love to hear something today. hilarious. <laughs> because uh, just because of like how all the mechanics work and all, I have just enough movement to essentially stand up, move into Seer space, make attacks, then go back to the space I originally was and drop prone. Okay, so yeah, that's half movement. Uh, five, uh, <laughs> ten. Yeah, that'd be twenty-five. And uh, I assume dropping prone do- does dropping prone cost movement. It does just- not. Standing Fuck. up costs movement. God Think damn. of it as like yep, this, that it's easier to fall down than to get up. Yeah, that 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 works. You sneaky bitch. That works. <laughs> Go right ahead. I'm only just making that clear so that I can just like save all of us the effort of like having me move my token for <laughs> Yep. It works out perfectly. Okay. Um hang on. Uh let me do quick refresher on the restraint condition as you're making your attack rolls. The only thing you need to figure, know is that like I yeah. get advantage. Okay, cool beans. As well as figuring, I just couldn't remember if there's any other caveat that would be affected by your attack roll. All right, go right ahead. We're having fun here. Yeah, 26 is a fucking hit. Uh, are you moving him back? I didn't move anybody. 
Okay, you didn't, you're not moving anybody? Gotcha. A natural 20, holy shit. Two of Two them. Two nat 20s. All right, so yeah, now I'll okay, roll the no, damage for both attacks. Yeah, <laughs> he's dead. That was two natural 20s. I'm sorry. Like, uh, we don't have a house rule, but he's on quarter health. He got two natural 20s on advantage. If you want to roll the damage just to see what it looks like, go right ahead. But please describe Execution. <laughs> like Eddie, like uh, suddenly being reminded of like, uh, like uh, when he was a young otter pup, just like uh, like fantasizing about like you know like the different uh comics that he was reading just like was it's like like gets up like moves over and just like hey eddie can you help me out with this one as he just like puts up both of his uh both of his fingers in a gun-shaped position like pew pew and like uh, <laughs> they first like fire off like like a little slow but then suddenly they get super fast like a sniper shot and just like completely blast through the statue's being <laughs> I, oh my god, it's such an anime thing because I imagine a still frame of like, you know, the blur effect of like both those shots going through the head, going through the chest, the statue like bending a knee from the unexpected motion and everything in the background going pure red for a moment before it crumbles to ash and dust. It is dead. See, little dude, this is great. (laughs) (laughs) As, he, as I stated, just goes prone again. And <laughs> there you go. Oh, I would just say it's like good to know. Let's keep going at this. All right, the one to uh, the west. It is on death's door. What does it do? Yes, Dick save. Job. Not enough. It is restrained with the twelve. Strength save. Not enough with a ten. It is restrained. Now we know that it. O- they're only good at killing birds. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be the case. Uh, there was uh, one extra one initiative, but it is stationary at its position, so its turn was skipped. Aluya, it is your turn. You feel a fan two embraces that you can't see. One from a cat and one from a bird. Pretty awkward. Right. I don't know which one it is, but your your paw, your feathers don't go there, but okay. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's just kind of seeing, like, it's just a blocked hallway. There's not really much she can do. Um, Eddie is on the floor for some reason. She doesn't quite understand, but she she has faith that everyone knows what they're doing. He's wiggling his otter butt in front of you. <laughs> um, again, she'll look out, make sure nothing is coming for us at any other angles, and she'll end her turn. Uh, out of curiosity, Eddie, like how like did how long's your tail? Like does it wiggle? Uh, I would say, <laughs> I would say it would probably wiggle a bit if, like, just being able to live it out. Uh, Seer, it is now your turn. I mean, same as the first. Okay, so dodge action, gotcha. Yeah, pretty much I am just letting Eddie do a shooting gallery while I am there just making it so that they cannot keep moving forward. And if they want to target me, they're going to have to target someone that is at disadvantage and covered. Okay. Uh, anything else uh, that you're going to be doing? Um, I'm going to patch people up after combat because I could burn spell slots, but I'd rather use my healing kit. All right, we're going to skip to Eddie's turn then. All right, then Eddie's going to do the exact same thing. Move up a little bit. <laughs> Eddie blast. Yeah, don't worry about targeting. Just make the roll. Attack and damage. Okay. Oh, are you fucking serious? Make that damage roll. I know. I mean, honestly, it was it was we were due. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. 
19 oh force and 4 bludgeoning. <laughs> How do you kill it? <laughs> Just like uh, Eddie, like as he's like moved up, it's like, oh wait, hold on, Eddie. I like want to do a trick shot as uh, <laughs> as Eddie kind of like again, like brings his like fingers up a little bit, like moves it off to like a different part of the room, like back to the east part of the room. And just like shoots a little like smoky eddy blast, and it bounces off the wall, bounces off another wall, bounces off the ceiling, and then like uh, like it hits the statue in the back of the head. <laughs> All right, uh, now I need a little bit of collaboration from my vet and uh, Eddie. Uh, describe like what happens in this room for the next ten minutes, where you are uh, taking advantage of uh, their construct nature just to obliterate the remaining two. Yeah, so like if, if like for the two that are just remaining, I feel like like uh, Eddie would would just be like, uh, oh, he would actually like shout over to like uh, to Mister Peckins, like, hey, I think you want to see this little bird, dude. Feel an invisible presence behind you. Well, actually, no, you sense it with blind sense. <laughs> yeah, and then like uh, he'll just do like the uh, like he'll actually like. If we were doing this the fast version, then I would actually encourage more of a, as he just like gets up instead of like making like a um, uh, like you know like a, a gun shaped like a with his hands, he instead like actually extends all of his fingers so that each one like each finger is pointing out toward the room. <laughs> it's, it's like, like a laser right, rock this, show. It's like this one is my scatter shot. <laughs> As each fingertip just like blasts out a bunch of like tiny eddy blasts that over the next several rounds are just going to like completely obliterate the remaining two statues. All right. Uh, Mavet, anything else you want to add to this? Like as they're being destroyed? Well, seeing if Eddie stayed in the same spot as he was doing his rock show and shooting gallery, the statues would have stayed motionless until they crumbled to dust one by one. Alright, so after uh, the combat, the statues are completely destroyed, and the party sounds like they're going to be taking a long rest. Where are you guys going to take this long rest? Are you guys going to take it in the tunnel? Are you going to take it in the area where uh, the goblins were sleeping, the master bedroom where Owen was, the, uh, the cafeteria? Where are you guys going to go? Is Mavet still stuffing his face at the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, he is. Probably kind of see the amount of plates that are left on the side that Mavet left. How many are there? Yeah. Well, let's... Uh, if you guys are planning to go there, we, we can uh, bring everyone over there. Yeah, let's do that. Might as well. All right, everyone's in the cafeteria. You guys can uh, move over to it. it. Is to the west. You guys are in the cafeteria. Mavet, what did they see when they come in? Just like if you've ever watched Tom and Jerry or old cartoons, when you see like plates piled in the sink or on a table just stacked up all the way to the ceiling, Mavet not needing to eat is able to eat so much more. So he is just having a blast eating all this food as he sears sees seer and aluya um come back i'm telling you <clears throat> this stuff you gotta try bite i don't know where y'all went kept on eating here mm, you gotta have a taste full hour has passed uh since then and you get the benefits of a hero's feast mm.
We had to deal with like a bunch of stoners. Mm -hmm. But there is no more food left. It is completely gone. Um, for you, my vet, remember you're immune to poison and uh, the frightened condition. Uh, you have advantage on your wisdom saving throws, and also write down or uh, roll two d ten because uh, you gain an increase to your maximum hit points for twenty four hours for all these benefits. Speaking of two d tens, um, I got drug mushrooms. I need to roll for those. Go right ahead. All right. Make sure you write down your original uh, uh, hit points and adjust it. So. Ooh. Okay. So you gained about like uh, 12 pounds worth of uh, mushrooms that are hallucinogenic and can cause some severe trips. Eddie, I saw these and automatically thought of you. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If, if you want to know what these do, Eddie, you can uh, write this down. But uh, essentially, you're, if someone eats this, they make a... Uh, I would have to say a constitution saving throw of uh, 13 or higher. If they fail, they suffer from a condition and is determined by a 1d4. I'll tell you uh, the conditions on a later date, but essentially it is how the trip treats you. <laughs> mm, you got more food over there? Mm, did the cook, did he make it? Eddie, can I have one of those? Gopsy doesn't have <laughs> any more food. <laughs> I see food over there. Eddie, mm, pass that over here. Can I have it, please? <laughs> I don't think it would be as good on a full stomach. And he's right. Like, once you start eating things outside of this hero's feast, uh, it's bland. You don't have any flavor to it. In fact, it probably tastes like ash to you. Ash and smoke. Good. I was going to start playing my person as a food critic now. Nothing will ever be as good. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> but uh oh no i think he like flowers for algernon distaste buds and yes uh just to uh specify uh, uh ingesting is the only way to uh, uh get the effects of these uh mushrooms i believe i uh covered all the bases for uh those mushrooms there so no shoving it up his butthole <laughs> i guess you're right um reaches the stomach somehow um so you guys are in this uh, room. Where are you taking your long rest? Mavet, realizing no food is left, head hits the table as he starts snoring. Okay. Sounds like you guys are going to make uh, the kitchen your uh, home for the night. I didn't even know the dude could eat. With the many things we found here, I might be able to create things in my free time a bit now, a little bit quicker. There's a wealth of knowledge here. But the question is, kind of looks to Eddie. Do you want me to make something for just you? Might help you out in a wider range of things, but I could also give it to Aluya since, well, it helped them too. Like, what? Well, I'm trying to decide whether I make something that makes it harder for someone to penetrate your armor or, well, I only can do this out of speculation, but I'm thinking I make something that allows people to soar the skies. Ooh. But, like, the only armor I have on me is, like, this shield. And I guess it hasn't been clear before, but, like, uh, maybe just, like, Dawn's on Seer now, but, like, uh, Eddie's just been walking around in, like, his, like, uh, it's like uh, his pants and loose shirt this entire time. <laughs> then, would you prefer mobility? 
or would you rather stand your ground? Like, I think Eddie just, like, moves me around a lot anyway. So I don't think, like, I personally need, like, anything, like, too movie. I already don't like running. Then I'll do both. That lets me decide. Then for the time being, I will be busy concocting, making something for both of you. And Sierra and their re- long rest will start beginning their work as they proceed to find a pair of shoes somewhere in the bedroom. Yeah, like, uh, let, let's cut a scene there. So, can can you do me a favor and just move over to the room for me? Sure, let's see if I get squished by the wall. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, you're going into the room. Yep, the wardrobe is right there. So, let, let's start off the scene. We see, like, a, uh, a side-profile view of you in the room. You're on your knee, looking through this wardrobe. Filing through the clothes, a lot of the robes seem orange, and eventually you get to the shoes. As you examine these shoes, they seem to be made from animal fur and hide. Very, very comfortable. As you're looking around, invested into your activity, you feel a hand on your shoulder. As Peckins is right behind you. What do you think you're doing, you dumb bird? I am hoping... To repurpose a pool. Most people walk, but some people rather soar. I could make gauntlets. I could make many things that could aid. But I feel like to conquer over some weaknesses, it's better to be free from the ground. Such as yourself. It's funny to think that you think you can make a difference. Hard to say. Maybe I won't. Maybe I will. But if I don't try, then I'll make no difference. Repeat after me. Confused. If one were to stay in one spot hopeless and trying to just fix the world without even attempting it, you get nothing. But if I at least try, there is a chance. It's not impossible, just highly improbable. But even improbability means that I can eventually get to a point where even I can get what I want out of it. And if that means I have to work with others, then I will. This is a bit of a strange scene because obviously you... You made it clear that you don't maintain eye contact with people that you talk to. Neither does Peckins, as he's staring at your lips, reading your words. Repeat after me, foolish. Not the first time I heard that. I was told that when I left my home once. It is natural to think that. Although I will not deny what my goal is is not completely for that reason alone. It's more selfish. Why do you... Why do you critique? Is there something on your mind? Do you wish to know more about why? Or are you just simply poking at me? Explain now, you dumb bird. Well, besides the fact that I'd like to make it so that all the people in our realm would not fear my people and make my people not be so vengeful of things. It might sound silly, but I'm also doing it because I saw a dream. A dream that I can never... You you think you have dreams? Aspirations? <laughs> no. I mean a literal dream. You're, you're nothing. Possibly. But no, I don't mean that way. I mean a literal dream. It haunts me every single time I sleep. Always the same. Always repeats. I want an answer of why. And I think the only way to do it is to reverse the damage. Once I get that answer, I can figure out why I keep getting haunted by it. What is done cannot be undone, as simply 
a rule in this world. I cannot create nor destroy things, but I could simply change things. I'm not undoing, I'm rewinding. Undoing means I reverse all things. I simply wish to just see what it was before. And you see a smile creep up on his face as much as a beak would allow. And he just gets on a knee next to you. Big Key says softly to you. But that's the funny thing, isn't it? Rules are meant to be broken. Isn't that how the world works? Someone finds the rules and tries to break them over their knee? I think that's something you and I can agree on. Repeat after me. Yes. Then you have to understand that only way I can accomplish breaking such rules is that I push forward. And I think you can respect that. Even if it's for something so small and selfish. I have a grand ambition, but behind that grand ambition is very something small and rather greedy. No gains for anyone except I. Explain to me what Sears doing at the moment. Is she like facing towards Peckins or is she still rifling through like uh, the wardrobe or is she just uh, working on the shoes now? Well, as they were in the beginning, they were kind of like messing with the shoes, checking sizes, trying to figure out how to manipulate it with the materials they have. But when Peckins kneels down, Sears kind of looks to them. Again, not really eye contact until Peckins kind of talked about the rule breaking. That's when Sierra kind of makes the connect, you know, the stare and kind of making the confrontation of like, yes, I'm aware of that kind of thing. I, I think this is one that you're actually looking at his eyes. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the probably the weirdest moments for you, because this is one of the times where you've met someone's gaze and they're not looking at you. They're looking at your lips. It's a strange feeling. Sort of is. You know, give me an insight check. I just wants to take it sweet time. Mm. It is a seven. Not the greatest insight. If I... I can't use Slash of Genius since I didn't do a full rest yet, so... That's all I got. There's a glint behind his eyes. And the most you can gather is... Is... He's heard this before. And I think he might start off by saying... You know, I might know somebody who'd be a great friend for you. Do you like that, sweetie? Any information for my goals would be great. So... I will take kindly to that and say yes. Gray's going to look up notes at the moment. What is everyone else doing during this time while Gray's reading? Uh, Aluya is in the corner. <clears throat> Not by where like the butchered meat is or the vegetables. Kind of like mm. here. Kind of tucked in between like a dresser and the wall. And just kind of props herself up to sleep. Mm-hmm. What's running through her mind? Uh, she's exhausted. Uh, she wants to continue on her journey to try and deal with this and also the the scrying pool was it yep greatly interests her mm-hmm I think I have what I need okay I think uh Peckins will say to you now listen closely I'm only going to say this once there is a man a scrawny looking man don't worry about him he might be a bit harsh but he's useful goes by the name Jean Lebon He's going to be south of the Fort Keppa, within a ruin. I want you to meet him there when you're done with your business. Afterwards, when you rendezvous, I have an interesting phenomenon to show you all. Do you understand? Good. I knew you would. I'm sorry. Uh, he's south where? South of Fort Keppa, where you guys are currently at. Well, kinda-ish. Underneath is better. <laughs> Fort Keppa? Yep. Fort Keppa. South of Fort Keppa, there is a ruin. And supposedly, Jean Lebon should be there. 
Which again, strange. You guys have never mentioned this person to Peckins. I will keep that in mind. And I appreciate the knowledge. I really do. You're cute when you think. I don't get often called cute, but for your words, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> All right. Um, unless you have anything else to do, that's the end of my little scene right there. Um, you definitely do find what you're looking for. Then what I want you to know is that I was looking for boots and gloves because I'm going to switch out an artificer tool. It is an opulent wizard. If he didn't have boots or gloves, he'd be a failure. All right. Does anyone else do anything before you rest? Uh, it's like a no. I think like a Eddie would just be like uh, like a, like maybe like taking like a small smoke break next to like uh, Mavet's unconscious body. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> when you put it like that. <laughs> Oh, man, he had a real bad case of the munchies. <laughs> I just want to make sure I made that joke. Thank you. <laughs> Noted and take your 50 AXP. Okay. Anyone else doing anything? So I will just say, um, since Monvet doesn't necessarily need to sleep, uh, his head is on the table facing the door and he's just making the sounds of snoring. Okay. Sounds good to me. <laughs> play sleeping mm. that's what he wanted you to think Eddie <laughs> make me a deception this is this is how the humans sleep right <laughs> humans or performance whichever one you actually want to roll performance or deception um I don't believe anyone's passive is below that um you fool Gobsy. oh he must have eaten a lot so tired. Uh, just for your reference, uh, Eddie, because I'm not sure if you're here when I described him, but Gobsy is just a large goblin-ish looking creature with a yellow plume of hair coming from his head, dressed with a uh, white tunic, a knife in one hand, and it looks like a uh, a little, uh, what the fuck are those things called? A little masher, a little uh, iron masher in the other. And uh, he is the cook for uh, uh, Gungra's army. Seems nice. Seems like a nice fellow. <laughs> Why, you're you're such a furry little goblin. Eddie, like, at a, la at a later point, just, like, looking at the skin underneath his fur. It's like, do I look green? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting sick? Am I smoking too much? <laughs> like, <laughs> Nah, that last one can't be it. And he's just like chopping at a uh, cutting board, not willing to uh, reinforce that uh, that observation. Okay, unless anyone has anything else, we can uh, go through the long rest and have a little bit of a uh, campfire story. Yay! God, it has been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I know. Been a hot second. Okay, uh, how many people we got? Yeah, this two and four. Cool beans. Okay. Uh, the order that I am going with here is Eddie is one, Aluya is two, Mavet is three, Seer is four. Okay, three that is Mavet. Honestly, I'm actually thinking about a reroll for this one in particular just because, uh, well, actually, I need to ask Mavet. Mavet, would you actually have any tales to talk about? That's a that's a good question. I mean, you know what? No, I, I take it back because there is a prominent question about your character that I'm going to leave towards the party. Just as a reminder, 
when we do campfire story, someone in particular is selected for the party to ask a single question for, and depending on how good your story is, I will reward you. It is up to the party what kind of question they want to ask you, but it's typically, you know, something that you can uh, spin a tail over. Like, don't be afraid to bullshit, improv, and make shit up. <laughs> so, considering the resurrection of Mavet, what kind of questions does the party have for him? Oh, wait, wasn't it as... I'm sorry, was it a specific person, or are we just, like, doing the whole party? <laughs> no, uh, anyone can ask. I'm just leaving it up to floor that one person asks him a question. That's it. We're not going to have four separate questions. Oh, no, it's just, like, in the in the past, we had it to where, like, one person was the target of the question, and then one person asked a question. And that was predetermined. All right. Uh, I believe, uh, who was two? That was uh, Leah? Yep. Yeah. Leah, what kind of question do you have for Mobbat? Yeah, think about this. Something he can really springboard off of. Mavet, I I don't mean to wake you, but um, I'm curious. What was it like when you weren't here anymore? Was there something you felt, sensed? What is it, darkness? There was darkness, but also light that I saw at the same time. It's hard to explain. I just want everyone to just picture Mavet still head down on the table pretending to sleep while talking. Everything became more clear but cloudy at the same time. My mind was jumbled. Still remember right before everything went black. I was at odds with the wolf and the Zombrium took control of me, made everything mad, and then felt my seed growing in the back of my head surrounded by smoke and i felt all these faint connections popping up like the roots of my mind becoming fixed with this smoke being that you have this connection with eddie and eddie has made a connection with myself do you feel a connection with me? So as Mavet is thinking hard on that, he switches his head to the other side and thinking, I feel something faint, not as cloudy as Eddie, but more like a small mist. Same with Seer as well. Do you feel your old body anywhere? No, I don't have a connection to it. I don't think so. I feel something far away, but there's no smoke or mist attached to it. Mm-hmm. It's like a long forgotten root that broke off. And you want to continue on your quest to save the Zombrium, even though it did what it did to you and a lot of other things. Although it, it didn't agree with me, but he was not the one that hurt me. It was the wolf who was hurting me. And as let me think. As I as I remember, I gave Zombrium my old body, and he hurt the one who hurt me, the wolf. Well, in that instance, I understand why you did that, but the Zombrium is hurting other people. Uh, it's hurting the environment. How is that good? It's not good that everything can change. People have their thoughts on you, and you're looking to change that. Sure, but... 
I ultimately know not everyone will and not everyone will like me. I make peace with that. But I also know that there are bad things in the world and we can't change it. It is what it is. Some people don't change. Are you ready to face if it does not change? If it doesn't change, that is the bridge we will cross then. But I have hopes. Everyone and everything has an opportunity to change. Their roots aren't cemented into the ground. Everything grows and weaves its own connections. And hopefully they make a good connection, which can, like the Zombrium, spread throughout them. Just like this smoke has spread throughout me and fixed me. That's fair. Well, I'll hold out hope too, Mavet. I really want this to work out for you. Not just for you, for a lot of other people too. I'll be with you one way or another. I'll help you. Thank you. And she'll just kind of nestle back into her corner, eyeing Mavet like, this mofo ain't sleeping, but I'll even be if someone else wants to ask him a question. No, that's the end of it. Both of you, uh, give yourselves 100 EXP. I enjoyed that RP. Uh, Mavet, do me a favor, will ya? Can you make me an arcana check based on wisdom? Yeah, let me look up where my proficiency bonus is. So I'll just roll my arcana. And then yep. My proficiency. It's going to be awful anyways. No, it's fine. Um, what Your uh, wisdom modifier is uh, plus four, right? Yeah, plus four. Yep, plus four. So it'd be nine. And uh, what did you say about the Zombrium? That uh, with this new incarnation, you still have a connection to it? I said it feels like one of my roots but it's broken off it's it's like attached by sinews very faint and just like that you still feel that slight connection with uh the zombrium and deep out there you can hear the thunking thump 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 your old body is still moving that's all i can give you with a nine let's go Let's go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is now 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, actually, no, because I said three o'clock last time when you started the dinner four. So now it would be. Yeah, OK, I got it. So it'd be a noon. Actually, it is now noon. You guys are rising up. How did everyone sleep last night? Uh, Seer, uh, good old uh, Eddie. How was your rest? Uh, what were some small things you guys did? You know how people like to brew coffee usually in the morning. Sarah's so doing that, but not with but not with coffee. They're making their elixirs, and it just looks like they have a cup of coffee right there. But reality, it's not. So I will say that like uh, Eddie probably missed uh, like uh, having uh, been able to sleep in his room. Uh, so, but I would imagine like he would have found like uh, just like a. A nice corner to like uh, fall asleep with his vape in his hand, uh, and it's like upon waking up the next morning, just like uh, actually kind of like wondering if like uh, my vet had moved at all, or if they just like still were like in that awkward position the whole time. Is that so, my vet? Yeah, he his head just would have been facing towards uh, the opposite side of the door as he was talking to um, Aluya. Uh, Brad, don't forget to stretch. <laughs> As Mavet picks up his head, you hear a few twigs snapping 
and you twist to the left. Twist to the right, and you just hear more and more little twigs snapping, uh, simulating a back crack for a human. Uh, you're Wait, right. Does that hurt, or is that like really good for you? I like don't know. <laughs> it feels feels good, little buddy. As Mavet takes his hands, puts them together, and you hear more little twigs crack. Very nice. Well, as long as you're all lumbered up, I'll let that joke sit for a moment. Sitting, sitting, getting a little hard and soft. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What's the plan? Where are you guys going? What are you guys doing? I throw a pair of gloves at Aluya. There you go. Oh, she butt her fingers. She almost drops it. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, What do they put them on? Yes, absolutely. You'll see. Uh, She puts them on. Your strength's 19 now. (gasps) Finally, I can move at a normal pace. (laughs) What are they called? Gauntlets of Ogre Strength. You can see the gloves don't look normal anymore. They look like they've been modified to have more metal on them. They look more like, I would say, biker gloves. Kind of like where they have the padding, but it's all... Instead of the padding, it's the metal. Okay. Uh, She's going to put them on, and you're just going to see all, like... The veins in her arms kind of get stiffened, and she looks a little buff. She's a little cut right now. Oh my goodness. What is I feel like I can push a boulder. Worth noting, it is attunement, so just uh, keep that in mind. I don't think that matters. I don't think you have that many attunement things on you, so. I just have a one. I chuck shoes at Eddie. How? <laughs> like, Smoky Eddie suddenly gets really mad. <laughs> You know, I should learn not to throw my things at people that as gifts. <laughs> when did I develop that? Oh, right. That was Torch. He liked it when I threw candles at him. Anyway, put them on, Eddie. Like, okay. As he... It's like maybe a, maybe a bit awkward, but I'm just assuming that like, uh, like as he puts them on, like, you know, like they start to conform more to his feet. <laughs> Since his feet, feet sees her ottery feet. Wings pop out from the side, and you just see like... Eddie, you just feel like if you just click your heels, you'll fly. Not more defensive, but better. It makes you more able to maneuver when you can't have Eddie help you. I gave Eddie winged boots. Uh, Eddie just looking over at uh, at Eddie. Uh, just like, I can fly like you. <laughs> I am unattuned with my alchemy jug. So my alchemy jug is no longer active. There you go. I take my hour to a tune, or we're just ready to jump up and yes, go. Yes, I'm. I'm just gonna say she did it sometime during the rest. If there's any tunement, like once we reach noon, everything's attuned. Got it. Thank you. You know what? You talked me into it. Another hour of role play. <laughs> no, One more fine. hour. <laughs> Gavel. Let us go. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Really quick though. Uh, what 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 did these look like? Because obviously we got the base materials from like uh, the the wizard's wardrobe, but what what does Seer do? How does it transform? What do they look like after you're done with them? They look far more metallic. So like Seer didn't change some of the bases of it. Like they still, when you take them off, look like the original wizard's gloves. But when they're put on, they start to form into more of a metallic look with the gloves. With the boots, they kind of look more fixed up they don't look as old they actually look really nice but when you put them on they morph 
and they sprout wings that look to be not of angel wings. Think of more of the mechanical draconic wings. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, what about Eddie? Uh, Eddie's uh, uh, item that you gave him. That's what I'm saying. That's Eddie's boots. They turn to more oh, of sorry, metallic sorry. wings. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you were talking about the gauntlets. No, the gauntlets turn more like brutish. They turn more metallic and they become more like I would describe as more barbaric. Mm. So they kind of make a gritty look of like twisted metal. Metal as hell. Okay. With that out of the way, what the fuck do you guys do? <laughs> so like, I think we still had to like go through this place to find a material we needed. But then like, I think we need to also get out of here so that like we can get some stuff outside, including the Tarask body. I mean, now you're more capable of having that happen. And Louis is able to be more assistant with speed now. Just to reiterate, just so we're all on the same page here. Um, there, there's not going to be a lot of things I'm going to correct when it comes to making theories, assumptions, or recalling what I've said in the past. But just to lay it down flat, so uh, at least we're all on, all on the same page. The Trask body is in what's called uh, the Grave of Ill Omens, which is in the center of this dungeon. Uh, towards uh, all the material that you need to, uh, air quotes, break Aluia's uh, uh, curse, which you guys thought it was uh, uh, towards uh, replacing the ward. The ward is also located in the Grave of Ill Omens, and the components that you're looking for, one of them for sure, is in this dungeon, which would be the... All right, he, yeah. all right, like, leaving the dungeon was because, like, the wizard had asked if we could uh, uh, go to the, I think it was the South Tower to uh, collect a memento uh, of his um Just to clarify, um, uh, with that in particular, he did mention that uh, there was a path out of here from the dungeon that leads directly into the, the tower. So uh, it's your choice whether to find where that entrance is or you guys can go like on the overhead map and possibly face a uh, encounter on the way. Totally up to you guys. But yes, I, I just wanted to iron that out, make sure that we're all on the same page here from this point onward. Like, if you guys make assumptions, ideas, or guesses and go along with it, I, I'm just going to go with the flow. Uh, I guess is Sierra going to mention at all anything that uh, Pecking said? <laughs> <laughs> um, Not when they're there. Probably when we're on our own. Maybe if, like, I tapped to my head for Eddie. But the problem is, like, I feel like Peckins has more abilities than they look. He seems to be a rather crafty bird. He can take a hit, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> 50 XP, that was good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, he could really take a pounding. You see him playing with magic across his feathers. Uh, it, it seems like uh, he, he does have like uh, uh, an arsenal of spells, but they didn't seem oriented towards a direct combat. Oh, I I will go ahead and like like a possibly then like a re re ask slash properly ask since apparently I had a very different conceptualization for how big this person was. Uh, how like you classified him as a medium sized creature, but like how big is he actually? <laughs> um, he would be yeah, he'd be like uh, between four and a half five feet. Okay, because I imagined something much tinier when we first encountered him, so I thought <laughs> a lot of things. <laughs> No, I just don't know four. if I missed that detail. Or... So, let, yeah, let, let's go over him one more time really quick. So he does look like a woodpecker. His feathers seemed frayed. 
he, he's missing a fair amount of feathers from his uh, wings. He's wearing a red cloak and a lot of his uh, garment, like he's wearing a doublet. A lot of his uh, decor on him seems to be uh, clockwork based. Um, other than that, like uh, you guys have noticed, it seems like uh, he has a habit of repeating what people uh, say, and it's from two specific individuals that he seems to cultivate from. What makes him unique is it looks like uh, he can change the inflection on uh, what he's heard. But for the most part, um, actually it should be said, he can't hear any of you. He reads lips, so keep that in mind with the uh, discussions. It's a trick. Don't trust him. Don't trust me. <laughs> he did have a very volatile reaction to losing his uh, earmuffs. They go so well with my outfit. <laughs> <sighs> you know, like having like like the the muffs are just like two little like uh, clocks on either side. Since if we're, if we're going with the clock theme, <laughs> there you go. But uh, yes, that is his height. What he looks like. Uh, his the condition on his wings. You guys have all the information, like, uh, from having a cursory glance on him. It seems like either we're, either we're coming out of this place to get, like, you know, like, to the tower and all that, or we can, like, keep going inside this place to get the body and also the unicorn horn. So here's what I'll say, then. If we keep exploring here, then before we can leave, I think I could try to infuse the staff, and then we go... But if we leave now, we'll have to delay that sooner since there is something down, you know, it takes a, lo- a while to do so. Yep, keep, keep in mind, it does take 16 hours. I'm aware, but that's the idea is like, or I would skip a long rest. The idea is like, if we accomplish our goals. If that wasn't the first thing that you did during the day, yes, you would have to skip a long rest. There is uh, something blocking the brain. Something else lurks here. Uh, like, well, like, now he was saying that like there's a creature that's like guarding the body of the Tarask, and that's the thing we have to worry about. That's okay. I was gonna say you can talk to him at any time. You have him on speed dial. I mean, we could always open our WhatsApp group. <laughs> <laughs> and it's called the Brain Gang. <laughs> he had authority over naming it. <laughs> I mean, if we if we actually if we want just on the lift, lift directly from <laughs> pop culture, we could be the yeah. Brainy Bunch. Oh, I like that one. That makes me smile. You're the brainy bunch. The brainy bunch. There you go. Okay. Movement, actions, what's happening? Go right up. But if I'm being for real, maybe it's just because I'm a little bit on the lazy side, but we could always just do all the dungeon stuff first since we're like already here. Indeed. Although there's only two directions we could decide upon. And one was the unexplored place where I was attacked by Armored. There is a gold section up there where there's goblins messing around. But we don't need to grab that if we don't want to. We could do that later. Um, just for uh, just for Eddie really quick. Uh, the location they're talking about is uh, by the stairwell where you guys were having that combat. Uh, the curvature on the wall. There was a, a, a small hole that they could see through. And there was a fair amount of treasure and uh, water goblins, you know, just fucking about. But proceed. I mean, like, I guess we could always go in there, too. Just pop in. Well, and there's another direction that seemed more guarded. And it had an undead minotaur there. The reason why I mentioned that one, too, is because that one seemed 
very protected. And more importantly, but I think it's connected closest to the Mr. Brain Man. I forgot his name, so my brain turned off. It is Owen. To Owen and his pipes. So it depends. If we go down the long path down that way, we'll find things that might not be connected to Owen's. But if we go the one right by us, kind of pointing to the hallway down, we'll go closer to his. I always vote for the farther one, since if all the rooms are connected in some way, we'll eventually get back to that location. And we can't forget the tornado paper in the library. That too. I don't mind going to explore here first and then move on to the cemetery. I guess it's like more or less decided then. Uh, so, well, actually, I'm not sure what the decision is. Uh, are you guys going to be taking uh, the corridor leading to the library or are you guys going to go back where the armor suits are and head directly south? I think we're going to where the armors were. If I'm correct. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, Can I just move you guys really quick over there then? Oh, Jesus. I mean, that'd be faster. Yeah. I'm going to expedite things a little bit just because uh, we're running close on time here. Fuck me with a peg. I thought you'd never ask. All right, Eddie, it's all yours. I wanted to reveal the map along the way. I don't care. The adult is driving the car. And everyone's going to have fun. I'll come back and grab you in a second. Good, old-fashioned, American fun. (laughs) Gonna have fun. I legit only have one attunement I need, and that's for my homunculus. I have three other attunements I could go for. Because I don't think the Cloak of Cyrus is attunement. Oh, you have a attunement for uh, your homunculus? Um, technically, yes. I think so. I might have to keep it. Uh, take that off. Actually, I'll double check that because I don't I don't think it actually is attunement. It just takes an infusion slot. <laughs> well, that confirms saying Jean's evil. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that Jean was evil. It's just more that like somebody that poten- potentially anyway, something that Jean encountered was evil and destroyed it. <laughs> well, the good news is if I still find the gem, which I probably might be able to since I could possibly hunt it down, might give us information of what happened. I'm not sure. We have uh, to our west, a corridor. To the south, there is a door. From what you've been told, to the south, we have uh, uh, the scrying pool, potentially. Um, But I will ask, if you guys are moving around and exploring, I want you to all move how you naturally move. So no one of you just going like fucking nuts and like (laughs) going a thousand miles ahead of the group. I open all the doors. Let's go. I'm joking. So before we move on, I would say, like, um, I'm assuming I see great swords and heavy crossbows about. Uh, Yes, you do. So I would say we should pick those up and distribute those between the party. It should be four of each. Yep. Four of each. Uh, We'll jot that down and I'll give it to you guys later. Or if you guys just want to write it down, we can uh, get a gross value of it to sell later. So four swords and four crossbows. Great swords. Four heavy crossbows and four great swords. Leah just opens her bag. Don't snag the corners. But yes, just to reiterate and just to emphasize, you guys are in exploration mode. Move as a unit. Move how you'd naturally move. Because if you guys trigger encounters or trigger and like anything, I want it to be accurate. I don't want any bullshit saying, hey, I was like five feet behind this guy or... Uh, so on and so forth. Hey, Eddie, can you, like, just go down the hallway real quick and touch everything? 
<laughs> and maybe open the door while you're at it. <laughs> I'm actually curious. Is it capable of interacting with things? Or would you be act, uh, interacting with him? Like, the, specifically what I'm doing is, like, because, like, while he is interacting with the things around him, as far as, like, opening the door, like, an action like that, I'm actually using with Mage Hand. It's just I'm combining features together in order to justify certain things that Eddie does. Okay. It's, like, essentially touching everything along the hall and then using Mage Hand as a substitute for Eddie just opening the door. Okay. You open up the door to the west, and as you open it, you see a shrine in the room with a serpent at the center. Uh, Everyone, well, I'll give it to... Yeah, everyone, just make me a religion check. It'll be uh, DC uh, uh, 14 for uh, first bit of information, DC 18 for the latter bit. DC 25 for something extremely important. Oh god, I might be the one of the only ones that could possibly reach that. Yep. Is it religion? Mm Mm-hmm. 14, 18, 25. Okay, we got guidance. Yep. Avet. Hide. Yep. Avet has the highest thus far. Wow, never mind. Julia is doing cry. shit. Even though that's your bread and oh, butter. Wait. You know what I'm going to... No, wait, I can't do Mavet Because the problem is, it's no point of me doing the... You know, unless someone guidance Mavet, I could have given them Flash of Genius to make that a 25. But I can't. Because then it'd be a uh, 24. Unfortunately, it looks like... A, it looks like everyone who can use guidance did it to themselves, unless Mavet can do guidance on himself. No, I, I know I can, but I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, I, I don't mind uh, guidance use, but uh, where I draw the line is like you can only use it on one person uh, uh, per caster. Well, I mean, yeah. I think more of the yeah. question is Mavet. Like, do you even have the guidance cantrip? I, I swore I did. Like, uh, what's your cantrip list right now? Because you should only have two as a druid of your level. No, it's Chill Touch, Shape Water, and Shillelagh, so I don't have oh, it. Oh, okay. Like, well, uh, Chill Touch is because you're subclass, uh, so mm-hmm. that's accurate. So I don't have guidance. Okay. Alright, so Mavet. Um, this one's a little bit harder for me to give you the information for, so I'm just going to say as you're talking about with everyone that uh, you can get a firm idea of uh, what this is. So, from what the party can tell you from uh, uh, your insight onto this, it's uh, the serpent is a representation of Nahesh. Uh, this is the uh, great serpent in the sky that uh, basically wraps around the world five times. You see it every day. Everyone sees it every day. And the, ser- uh, the serpent has an offering bowl of uh, looks to be flowers on closer inspection even from uh, farther away you can see a pallor white of bleached bone along each side of uh, the serpent is a yellow curtain that uh, goes across the room at a uh, i would hesitate to say 45 degree angle but an awkward angle going from the start of the room all the way to the shrine towards this creature itself there are many different interpretations of how to worship this creature obviously was something as prevalent as a monstrosity in the sky each culture has their own worship of it i'm gonna say with your 19 you can see that uh you you can't identify the culture but you see that uh whatever worship did happen here it was sacrificial that is all i can give you with your 18 hey bird guy <laughs> i just what? 
What? You're talking to me? Eyes on the ground, you dumb bird. Okay. Well, little buddy, Eddie. Yeah, bruh? I I need to specify that Peckins is rolling his hand for you to continue. It's okay. (laughs) I'll ignore him. I was just making a joke (laughs) that we were going to sacrifice him. Sad. It looks like this might be a sacrificial altar. Do you know what we should do for this? Hmm. It's a... I guess like uh I guess if nothing else, like Eddie will at least attempt to move like uh closer to the to the offering bowl. Like uh does he see anything like cause he said like the, the hall was lined with curtains, right? Uh not the hall, the room itself. If you look uh to the north and south, yeah, the north I was going off of uh Mavet's uh, perspective of the room. But yes, uh, as you take a closer look to the north and south, you see a curtain spanning across the room, cutting uh, the room at a weird angle. It leads straight to the shrine where you see skulls, candles, uh, decomposing hearts, a chunk of flesh, and a bowl with uh, skulls and uh, what the hell is it called? It's my favorite type of flower. It's a uh, star. A stargazer. There we go. Stargazer Lily. Uh, you know, they kind of sound similar, so... Uh, Eddie is going to approach the offering bowl. Yep. And uh, he's going to put some uh, Mahesh in there. You make an offering? He does. An offering of Mahesh. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nahesh, but yes. Yes. Um, no, no. You, you don't yeah. understand. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Earlier, way earlier in the campaign... Yeah. I, w- I acquired some Mahesh. Yep. Yeah, I got you. No, it took me a second when you repeated it. Of course. And you know what you know what the worst part about that is one of my buddies, like way before I met you guys, named that fucking drug. Um Damn. Okay. It's like Okay. You you I'm make not sure offer. if it's your bag, but it's kinda like close to your name, so I hope that's okay. Okay. Where do you put it? Inside the bowl? Yeah, I think you would put it into the bowl. <laughs> okay. You see a translucent blue hand cover your offering. Grab at it. Squeeze. What would you say the value of this uh, uh, of this drug is? <laughs> you tell me, because you told me what it was. <laughs> you You're think the one I can who remember. Um, you didn't give a street. gold value to it. <laughs> uh, how much, I should say. Uh, or how? Uh, no, sorry, not the value. Uh, how much did you put in? So, uh, I think he would have put in like uh, what I would call like the equivalent of like two servings. Air quote. The idea, the idea being that uh, one for you and one for a buddy. <laughs> okay. Um, let's go off of silver with this, and I'm actually going to do a two d ten. Okay. Uh, you get about ten silver in this uh, silver bowl that it replaces it with. So a translucent blue hand covers it and squeezes it. Then as it let, uh, lets go, you hear the clinging of silver in the bowl. Do you take it? So I think you would cautiously take one coin just to see if like uh, how it would react to it. Because <laughs> he doesn't know if that's just like it converting it to something or... Okay, so as you take a silver piece, you see that the bowl has a slight tremor if you wait, if you wait afterwards, you see a slight tremor. It is not immediate. It is like after, like, say, 30 seconds, perhaps a minute. I think if he noticed tremors, it's like, 
Okay, no, this is for you. As he just like would then put the uh, the coin back. <laughs> and after another thirty seconds, it gets a little bit more violent, and you see the coins like uh, uh, jiggling. Braz, I don't they know if I did a bad or not. Yeah, the longer you wait, the more violent uh, the bull gets, and you feel like invisible hands basically grasping at your shirt, tugging. I think it just wants. I think it wants more than that. So seeing it go, or do I notice Eddie's shirt being pulled towards the bull since they're invisible? It's not being pulled to, uh, towards the bull. It it just looks like invisible hands are just tugging at from multiple different directions at his shirt, urging him to do something. Oh God, I want him to strip. All right, Eddie, you got this. <laughs> so my vet would rush up to the bull. Does he notice it shaking? It is shaking. So he would attempt to like hold it to stop it from shaking. You can't. It proceeds to shake even as you hold it down. Even if you pick it up, it is still shaking. Oh uh, wait, I think I understand now. Uh, Eddie will then actually like uh, take all the coins that it had produced and say, "Thank you very much for the gift." And it stops immediately. You feel nothing on you. Okay, it's cool, guys. So, like, it seems if you put something in it, it will give you something back, and then you need to take it. And I'm just going to assume say thank you. <laughs> just be on the safe side. Should we test it with something else? I think I might have a couple of things we could try to put in. Okay. Uh, I'm going to save this for you, uh, Eddie. After that experiment, you do see, like, onto... Uh, uh, it, the shrine is like a marble altar. It's rectangular in shape with a yellow cloth on top of it with skulls on, uh, lining each side besides uh, a statue of a serpent. On, I shouldn't say the base, but the front of the altar, you do see in faded uh, uh, carved writing a bit of draconic and abyssal. Do you understand both languages? Uh, hey, bros, there's like some chicken scratch on here that I can't read. Um, could you describe some of the symbols? Maybe I might know. Uh, Mavet can read the abyssal. Okay. Does anyone else uh, read Draconic? Oh, hey, look, isn't this the same writing as that book? Oh, it is. I can't forget the fact that I got shot in the face by it. I apologize, Leah. I'm just pretty bitter about that still. Uh, no, I understand. Um, I am really sorry about the whole thing. I'll go help Eddie now. Excuse me. Pardon me. Boopy pop boop 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 boop. While you do that, I might as well make a friend. Seer begins to cast a third level spell that takes a minute. Okay, uh, flavor up the spell for me. Seer is grabbing a bunch of things in their pockets, and you very much see them pull out bolts, little doodads, as well as. And this is what makes it kind of strange. They pull out what seems to be a little hammer and an abacus. And they start pounding into the abacus a bit. But instead of breaking the abacus, it's starting to change its shape. And they start pulling random liquids. They just It just looks like someone's just being a weird, like, they're just smashing things together. And then after they have a, a minute as pound passes, they made a tiny servant. Uh, repeat that last little bit. It turns into a tiny servant. It's not the homunculus servant. It is the spell tiny servant made out of an abacus. A tiny servant made out of an abacus. What can it do? 
So I can mentally command it from 120 feet. So it's very useful for exploring rooms. It is tiny sized. And basically the key things it could do as my throat slowly dies and falls apart from talking too much, I could tell I can make the creature move wherever I want it to with simple commands, like such as fetching the key, stand, watch. But what makes it really good is that it's very good at like seeing things since it has blind sight. So nothing can hide past it. And it lasts for, I think, about eight hours. Eight hours? Does this follow you around? Sorry. Yep. It is a little servant. It has its ability to walk around with me. Nice. Okay. Even it has its own stat block. So think of it as like, it's not the strongest thing. So don't imagine it fighting. But basically has an armor class of 15, 10 hit points. It could climb and walk at the speed of a Luya. It cannot be... Blinded, charmed, deafened, exhausted, frightened, paralyzed, petrified, or poisoned. So it's a perfect trap, walks in, and doesn't get affected by a lot of things. Okay. Um, so does anyone in the party, is anyone in the party capable of reading uh, Draconic? Uh, was it uh, Aluya who could read it? Yes, yeah, she uh, she knew. Oh, wait, no, no. Her. Actually, I forget. Were, did you speak Primordial or Draconic, Aluya? I actually don't remember. Or if it was okay, both. both. Both, okay. All right, so this is what you and, uh, okay, this is going to be a, a little harsh on my end. I'm going to try my best to pronounce this the best that I can. What you and uh, uh, Mavet are able to read from the shrine is, Ere thou standeth in my presence, ye shall proffer thine most cherished possession, and in return I shall quencheth thy insatiable avarice. And I will definitely put that in fucking chat, because I am Thank not you. reading that again. <laughs> yep. Ere thou standeth in my presence, ye shall proffer thine most cherished possession, and in return I, I shall quencheth thy insatiable avarice. What do you guys do? Uh, I think Louis is going to stand there and read it over again, hoping to understand it, but not quite. Mm-hmm. If you really need to, you can make a roll and I can offer you, like, uh, a couple things about this. Uh, yes. Uh, she Would will everyone make like to make a roll on this? Yeah. It's like, if Eddie I'm will down. offer guidance for, <laughs> uh, for my vet, just so. Because <laughs> my religion rolls are going to be bad anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to treat this as a group stealth. Or not group stealth, sorry. A group check. Sorry. Goes hand in hand. Um... So yes, everyone who wants to participate can participate. Just remember, it needs to be half or over to have a uh, a uh, true understanding of this. Uh, with the religion check, that one was a little bit more of just recalling <laughs> specifics on religion. Although I didn't go with a group check that time, this time I will. So religion again? I, I actually think more towards... This is a hard one. I, I might actually do either investigation or insight. Let me double check. Yeah, investigation, solidly. Because you're making deductions based off of clues. Oh, boy. Yay. I suck with this compared to religion. 21. 21? I flash of genius, Mavet. So now instead of being at an 8 or an 11, it is now a 16. Plus a 1d4. Well, as I'm saying, you already got the one. Oh, that's for Aluya. So Aluya got a 14. Yep, 14. I need your guidance. Okay. That's a 14. So both of them got 14s. I got a 21. Okay, both of them got 14s. That is correct. 
Didn't you do a flash of genius on him? Yeah, so it'd be, yeah, nine. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I, I haven't rolled yet. Oh. Mm. Okay. So what I'm getting is 21, 14, 14, 8. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So what you guys gather from this text is that anyone within the presence of this statue must make an offering. That is the most I can give you with uh, the rolls that you guys have done. I'm not sure if there's going to be a trap or if uh, there might be an encounter or if nothing will happen whatsoever. But from what you read on the text is you must make an offering. What do you all do? Hmm, Eddie, I have two things I can offer, but I don't know which one to pick. As Seer will pull out, and this is the big thing, they will pull out the cap of water breathing... Or, and they'll then pull out the ashes of draconic nature. But I got a sack full of that, so I don't have to put all of that in. That's that's just a ton of ash. Sacks are pretty big. But like, I think it does say that it has that the offering should probably be something that you're at least somewhat attached to, or at least like, like attached to you as like a person. I put some drugs in there, so that tracked. that's that's why i went with it it's just like you know what if anyone else would have done this (laughs) that means i might have to give up something that i really need i mean like ashes are kind of like connected to you right because you're (laughs) go on say it (laughs) say to my fucking face (laughs) so well you're on fire so that's why i was thinking of using the ashes too is because i was I'm saving this for a rainy day. I'm planning to turn it into something personal for me. It's it's a potent thing. All right. I get a I I don't get a vial. I get a flask. So or no. Let's let me take a look what I got. I'm gonna use a glass bottle filled up with the draconic ash. So that's still a lot. Oh, let's see. I'm trying to think what I do want to sacrifice though. So basically. It's hard because, like, if I give the cap, it's useful, but I don't really care about it. But the ash, I do, because I have a lot of it, but having a lot of it's very useful. So I'll burn some of the ash, put it in the glass bottle so that it fills up a pretty good amount. So I might lose one-fourth of the bag and have three-fourths of it left, which is a lot. And then I will put the flat, um, not the glass, the glass bottle into the offering and see what happens. There is no gold price to it, Gray, but you did say, like, this is hard to get because we found on the island where we found a bunch of dead dragon areas. Uh, repeat one more time what it was again. It was basically Ashes of Draconic Nature where we found basically ashes of, like, dead dragons or something like that when we were on the island. It was when we were having the craziness going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one's going to be a little bit different. You put in the ashes. Is that correct? Right into the bowl. I want to imagine we have, again, like a, uh, an over, yeah, I want to say like a, uh, isometric shot of the room from one of the corners we see. Seer, uh, move yourself up to, uh, the urn. You go up to this, uh, sacrificial, uh, uh, bowl. Get on one knee, have the ashes in your hands, uh, held much like a, uh, a person would hold water in a desert, just in both hands. And they begin to, yeah, they begin to fly between your fingers into the bowl and go into eye sockets, uh, coating the teeth like a polish 
as it goes into the sacrificial bowl of skulls on top of the flowers. And we look towards uh, the serpent and its eyes glow. And then we see a blue translucent hand cover the ashes, grip at it real tight. And you get 16 gold pieces. Gold. Thank you for the pieces. They glow again. Aluya, what do you do? Um, I think when she offers things, she offers parts of herself. So, um, the same as she would to Aeolus, she will, um, cut off a piece of her hair to offer to the statue and she'll, she'll kiss it and then she'll place it in there. Okay. Again, we see scene. The hair is cut, held in one hand, dropped into the bowl, scattering like grass on the wind. They all flutter into the bowl of skulls. We see the eyes of uh, the snake statue glimmer again. And a blue translucent hand goes over your hair, brushes your salmon hair, and you get nine copper pieces in exchange. Okay. And finally, we see Mavet go up to the bowl with Mavet. He grabs a knife of sorts, cuts his wrist, and we see like an amber-like sap with a smoky quality to it drip into the bowl. It spatters onto uh, the the stargazing uh, lilies, and they just seem to eat it up as they blossom and grow even further. And... The eyes of the serpent glow a fierce blue from its sapphire eyes. And we see smoke begin to puff and puff from the bowl. And the skulls begin to move, jitter. And finally, within the center of the bowl, you guys see a gem, a diamond. It's blue and worth a hundred gold pieces can be used as a spell component. So what you're saying is, is that we need to bleed them out and get more diamonds. <laughs> yep, we'll deal with uh, what Mavet has to go through when he gets back. But I want to finish off today's session as you guys are dealing with this uh, statue. And we see the smoke. You guys all hear a click and see a path reveal itself to the south of the room. Thank you all so much for joining us, and I think that's where we're going to end the session for today. This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is Oh My Dog by Savick, and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using. And if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Hope to see you soon.